What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the WWE on Fox SmackDown Roundup. It's been a while since I have done one of these. I apologize. I've actually... I've just been really overwhelmed with work. I had a lot going on, and then I also had all these personal things going on, you know, losses in life, weddings, honeymoons. It felt weird to stop and start on these podcasts. I didn't want to do them sometimes, but not all the time. If I'm doing them, I'm doing them. If I'm not, I'm not. And now I am doing them once again for all of you. And I got to say, too, like, you know, when I started doing these roundups, I felt real weird just talking to myself. (laughs) You know, for so long in my wrestling coverage, I'd always had other people to lean on. I'd had other co-hosts, Roka, or, you know, my wrestling sheet radio crew. I've always had other people to talk with. And I felt kind of crazy talking to myself, which I know I mentioned often if you listen to these roundups in the past. But in the absence of these podcasts, it actually warmed my heart to see how many people were reaching out to me on social media, asking when I was going to be doing these again, saying really positive things about these shows, how it helped them on their drive to work or doing whatever. And honestly, the reason I do any of this kind of stuff is because I want to give people an escape from their daily life. So when people tell me that, it makes me very happy. And I was very happy to see so many people saying positive things about these roundups. It inspired me to make sure I came back to doing them because I do enjoy doing these shows. It is nice to get my opinions out there. It is nice to get the feedback from you guys when I'm putting those wrestling takes out there. So really, uh, if you're someone who left a review on the podcast page asking when we were going to be doing these again because you liked them or if you sent me a message on social media or if you said anything to me anywhere, just know uh, I really appreciate it. It was very kind of you to say those things. Uh, It makes me very happy to know that these shows are not wasted that the, the, the people are enjoying them, and you are the people. You're my people, and I appreciate you sitting here and listening to my ramblings after Monday Night Raw. Uh, so I got to say, or SmackDown, I said Monday Night Raw. We're, we're doing the SmackDown Roundup. After all of the WWE shows, uh, I'll give love to someone who said something on uh, the podcast page. Uh, who left a review. It was Andy with two eyes. Andy5 left a review on Apple Podcasts that said, love it, five stars. Truly a great podcast for getting to know the people behind the characters super, and superstars. We love in WWE. Ryan clearly knows his stuff too. Love listening each week. Uh, I could go through all these reviews. There was a bunch of you in, in absence of this podcast uh, who, who said something to me. Or left a review about it. There was also, I liked this one. Um, Mr. Meowpuss left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I loved that name. Great wrestling podcast. Listen to every every Raw and SmackDown review and interview Ryan does and thoroughly enjoy it. Although I've given it five stars, I may have to change it to a one in the near future if the one and only Mr. Andre Chase isn't invited on this show. Fair, 
fair, Mr. Meow Puss. But I will say I do have two interviews in the can for the next two weeks. Uh, and I got to say one of them uh, is from NXT. You'll be happy if you're an NXT watcher. You'll be happy. Uh, but the one next week is not someone who is a raw superstar but it's such a good conversation. It's one of the best I've had on the show in so long. It's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, you guys are going to love it. I, I know you're going to love it. I'm so confident in saying that that I'm just saying it ahead of time. Next week's episode, you're going to love it. Now, let's get into this week's episode of SmackDown. That's what you came here to hear me talk about. And that started off with Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. This was, of course... The follow-up to Bianca Belair defeating both at SummerSlam, only for EO Sky to cash in afterward. Damage Control appeared ringside halfway through the match, though, and then EO hit a springboard drop kick on both of them to get a no contest. Bailey and EO kept the attack going on both, then celebrated in the ring and walked out with the, ti- the title as Dakota Kai appeared out of nowhere to call EO as the winner of the match. I laughed <clears throat> because uh, Dakota Kai tweeted right after this saying, love losing my voice right when I needed it. Laugh my ass off. And uh, yeah, her voice definitely sounded like it was gone as she was doing that, which made me laugh. Um, so the match itself was entertaining. Obviously, there wasn't really a finish, so there's not a lot to dissect here. But I will say that... Um, I thought EO's cash-in at SummerSlam was one of the best female cash-ins. Well, I will just I don't know about that because I'd have to look at every single one of them. Let me reword that. I would say that her cash-in was perfect. It was a perfect cash-in. I thought that the tables were set so perfectly with the way they set up Bianca's injury throughout the match. Um, thought it was nice how they had Bianca win under those circumstances. Because then, when she was super, super hurt, made perfect sense for EO to finally cash in. And I think the people really wanted to see EO cash in. And on top of that, I like that she didn't cash in against Asuka. You gotta save that match. And one of them has to be a clear-cut heel. One of them has to be a clear-cut face. Right now, they're both heels. So, having EO beat someone after just winning the title in Bianca Belair, someone who has a lot of babyface credibility with the audience. To me, I thought it was done so well, and I'm loving EO being the SmackDown, or whatever it's called, the women, the women's, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped on it. I think that it's also cool that we're getting Dakota Kai back so we can kind of get some full damage control action before I assume the group implodes with EO as the champion. We got a package on Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam in Tribal Combat and Jimmy Uso turning on Jay to help Roman win the match. We'll get to that later. They're the main event of the show. Well, the main the, the final segment of the show. And we got a lot of follow-up on all of this. So let's 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 wait for that when we get there. Santos Escobar then cut a promo saying he's confident about his upcoming U.S. title match against Austin Theory, but then Austin Theory attacks him from out of nowhere and slams a case backstage on Santos's leg. Throughout the night, we see Santos in the trainer's room after this. We'll 
and I and I and there's there's more that happens here. If you watch the show, you already know there's more that happens here. I'm telling you something you already know. I apologize if you didn't watch the show and you're using this to to catch up. There's gonna be more that happens here. So similarly, I'm gonna wait to get. I'm gonna wait to talk about all of this once we get there. So then we had a carrying cross video package. He says AJ Styles has shown him the importance of brotherhood and that a prophet is no good without his disciples. And the TV flashed saying the end is near. Now I liked this video a lot. I thought this video was really cool. Excuse me. I thought this video was really cool. I think Karrion Cross is a character who uh, needs, no, I shouldn't say needs, but is is best, uh, is best uh, served as a character when he gets to do these things, whether he's going to win or lose. I think that it just adds uh, a certain aura to the character of Karrion Cross, um, and I like these. I, I like something like this where it's kind of like edgy and cool more than the tarot cards thing. The tarot cards thing, not as cool to me. But when you get these cool kind of video packages that are edgy, uh, I'm much more interested. I don't know if that's my ADD brain, but they look cooler, and I'm I'm much more into it. I also. I'm just not a tarot card guy. I've never been to a psychic. I, uh, I, I'm i just not into it. I don't believe them. I don't believe psychics. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a breaking news thing here, but I just don't, <laughs> I just don't believe in psychics. There's no such thing as a psychic. Come on. Uh, the <laughs> Did you guys miss me? Did you guys miss these roundups? Did you guys miss hearing me talk about my take on, on the supernatural? I uh, was in Jamaica for two weeks on my honeymoon, and we. Well, I I don't normally watch ghost shows, but you know when you're in a hotel room, you watch what you watch, and we watched a good few ghost shows, and uh, and it's funny because sometimes you'll watch one where you'll go, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life." Like, what? Who? Who would, who would believe this? It's those ones where they're like, oh, I have this machine where I'm speaking and the dead speak back to me and it registers what they're saying. And I'm like, that's not a machine that actually exists. Like, like you, you're not, <laughs> there's no translation from ghosts. That's just not happening. And uh, so, so those ones made me laugh. But then I did see some that did make me think that, that it was possible that ghosts exist. I don't know. It was, it was uh, something called, I think it was called like ghosts ruining my life or something. And I, and I thought, okay, all right. I see what's going on here. That could possibly happen. So I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about ghosts? If you listen to, if you listen to this, I want you to tweet me. And I want you to tell me if you think ghosts are real. Just let me know. We'll talk about it. We'll see what, we'll see what you think. Uh, we'll see if you, let me know if you've watched that show. Uh, that was some pretty crazy stuff that I saw on there. Yes, I watched TV on my honeymoon. We drank a lot too, but sometimes when we were relaxed, when we were recovering, we needed that trusty old TV. Let's get back to SmackDown. AJ Styles then uh, came out with Meechin, had his match against Karrion Cross with Scarlett. AJ tried to take advantage early on, but Cross overpowered him with elbows and a sick-looking suplex. Cross tried to hit another suplex from the top rope, but AJ slipped out and clotheslined Cross out of the ring. 
He then went for a running knee on the apron, but Cross caught it and hit AJ with an attitude adjustment-like suplex onto the table. The announce table, I mean. Uh, When we came back from commercial, AJ was in control and went for a phenomenal forearm that got reversed into the cross jacket. AJ tried for a reverse DDT twice that looked clunky both times. Seemed to be a little miscommunication of some sort between the two, but it was not pretty. (laughs) It was not pretty. Uh, He was going for that kind of backflip reverse DDT he does and... uh, and then Cross kind of fell to the ground. He picked him up. He tried to kind of like do a uh, you know regular body slam to set up the move. But then Cross kind of fell down again. Didn't look great. Did not look great. Styles then landed uh, a springboard 450. But Scarlett put Cross's foot on the rope. So he didn't get the full pinfall AJ. Meechan then got into a fight with Scarlett ringside. And while AJ was focused on it, Cross took control with the side of suplex. Tried to land the cross hammer, but Styles countered it and eventually hit the Styles Clash for the win. I loved this match. I, that that miscommunication aside, uh, AJ Styles and Karrion Cross are both two wrestlers that I'm a big fan of. I think they're both great. Um, if you listen to the podcast this week with Carl Anderson, we sung AJ's praises for a little bit. Uh, but these are two guys who are who are who are great wrestlers. And I think that the stop and start nature of this feud hasn't really helped it that much. Um, you kind of can't tell if it's over half the time. Like I thought it was over, and then it kind of resumed again, but then it's not. And it, and it, and it hasn't helped carrying cross very much. Um, yes, good match. Yes, helps to have exposure with a guy like AJ Styles. But I just think that. He's seemingly lost a bunch in this. He's been losing too much in this. And I would like to see his character get resurrected a little bit. I don't understand what's going on with the Karrion Cross character. He's losing too much for a guy that felt like he was going to be doing a lot once he first came to the company. And things have kind of petered out a little bit for him. And yes, he's wrestling still against someone like AJ Styles. I just, I don't know. I feel like... As, as entertained as I've been by these two against each other, um, I think it might help carrying Cross to get against someone who he can get some wins over. Um, I think he needs to start racking up some wins again. I think that's really the only way that he's going to get back up the card and kind of gain some momentum again. Because oh, I'm going to sneeze. This is going to be so annoying. Uh, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, man. There are some people who get so mad when I don't, like, mute the mic in a situation like that. But I'm like, dude, if I mute the mic, it's going to sound just silent for 30 minutes. At least or 30 minutes for 30 seconds. And it's going to be real confusing. So now you know why. Now you know what was going on there. It wasn't dead air. I was sneezing. Um, but, yeah, I think that Cross needs to rack up some wins again. I think that's what he needs to really get things going again. A feud with someone who's beneath him that he can come out on top of and really show what he can do again. Um, Even if it's against local guys and he's just getting a bunch of, you know, a bunch of squash wins, I think it would help. Because right now he's taking a few too many losses. 
in a row. Well, I don't know about in a row, but in general, he's taken too many losses. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and then I'll be back with the rest of my thoughts on this week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah! All right, all right. Next, we got Edge coming out to a huge pop in Canada. Said, uh... Edge said that he knows his 25-year anniversary celebration is next week, but he saw Calgary on the docket the week before, and it was way too long since he had seen them. He explained that next week in Toronto, he wants to have a match, and he wants it against a guy he's never had a singles match with before, Sheamus. Edge said, Edge, Edge said that Sheamus is the reason he was able to come back after lighting a fire under him during one of his Celtic Warrior workouts. After he took a spill on a mountain bike, he thought that if people saw that, he'd say, well, if he can fall there, why can't he fall in a match? And then he thought to himself, well, I don't have the answer to that. And that's when the ball got rolling. He then introduces the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus and plays, and, and excuse me, he then introduces the Brawling Brutes and it's Sheamus who plays the footage of Ed, of Edge, Ed, Ugh. Why is the name Edge so hard for me to say when I'm talking fast here? <laughs> Sheamus plays the footage of Edge crashing on his bike during their workout in 2019. Sheamus also gets serious after this. Say that he was at a crossroads in his life in 2014. WWE was in town. He tried meeting WWE superstars. And Edge was the only one who gave him the time. Gave him some great advice. Bought him a pint. So without that conversation, he himself wouldn't be standing in this ring either. Sheamus accepts the challenge from Edge, and they shake on it. Okay, so I love this. I think that it's not often we get like a a, a respect off where, where it's two guys just respecting the hell out of each other. Not the way we typically get matches hyped up for in WWE. As my dog is hacking beside me. Apologies if you can hear that. It's just not the typical way that we see matches being hyped up by res- by two wrestlers. Um, it's a thing that happens kind of more rarely. And I always like when it does. You know, Sheamus and Edge are two guys who have a ton of... You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they've built up a ton of equity in WWE for themselves. They've both been there for a long time. Uh, Sheamus is obviously a future Hall of Famer. Uh, but Sheamus also, I've said it a million times, Sheamus, that guy puts on bangers now. Like, he has literally, uh, he transformed himself in the pandemic. And it's nothing but bangers from that guy most of the time. Uh, it's very similar to Gunther, where it's like you don't see them have a bad match. And it does feel like Edge is kind of ramping things down a little bit. Um, you know, he had said that he was going to retire in Canada, and now he's in Canada, and he's making surprise appearances. He's got his 25-year celebration next week. Um, it kind of feels like this is like his last hurrah in Canada. And if he wants to have one banger of a match in his hometown before he calls it quits, what better person to do that with than Sheamus? Sheamus and Edge, that's going to be a sick match on SmackDown next week. I'm excited about that. I think that Edge is someone who he he, he had that whole grit thing about him where he wants to be gritty. He wants to be tough. He wants to have these tough matches uh, on the way out. 
Uh, and Sheamus has tough matches. That man will beat you up. <laughs> he will beat you up. And yes, like they said here, they're going to have a pint afterwards. But he's still going to kick your ass beforehand. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a good match. I'm pumped. We then got LA Knight versus Top Dalla. Michael Cole was clowning on Top Dalla throughout the match on commentary. Uh, of course. Love it. I love it. Top, I mean, like, Michael Cole is so mean to Top Dalla. Uh, I couldn't believe that Michael Cole even rapped in the match. Uh, I, I just thought to myself, like, that's when you know that the Michael Cole's really feeling himself when when he's uh he's dropping bars on commentary against Top Dollar. Uh, I, I just it seems like uh, one of these days Top Dollar is gonna put Michael Cole through the commentary table and he's one hundred percent going to deserve it. Uh, La Knight hits a bulldog from the middle rope and then his elbow and the BFT for the win. After the match, Knight got on the mic and talked a little trash about Miz before finishing it up with his catchphrase, yeah. Man, like, LA Knight, dude, he's killing it. He's killing it, dude. Like, you can't deny what's going on with LA Knight right now. The guy's on fire. I tweeted about LA Knight today. I tweeted this TikTok video, and it's got, like, almost... I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to miss... I don't want to be wrong here. It's got 11,000 likes and almost 2,000 retweets. Uh, a million views. Uh, 1.1 million views. That, that's insane. That's insane. People are loving LA Knight right now. If you didn't see the video, it's pretty funny. It's this woman saying, like, I don't know why my husband is doing this. He watches WWE. I don't know if it's involved, but he keeps walking around the house. And this is what he keeps saying. And it's just her husband walking around the house saying, yeah, at different times. It's great. It's so funny. If you haven't watched it, go to my Twitter. It's funny. You should see it. Uh, but LA Knight, dude, I, I just have been so massively impressed with the guy. I've been watching that guy wrestle since he was in championship wrestling from Hollywood out here, like locally back in the day. Um, so it's just rad for me to see a guy like that just going to a new level, just, just skyrocketing with what he's doing. Uh, I'm just... Can't be, couldn't be happier to see him just crushing it in this role, and to see these crowds just loving him. You know, this this match with the Miz. It's definitely a test for LA Knight because it's someone who is one of those established talents that's almost like the gatekeeper for WWE, one of those Dolph Ziggler types. Where you know, if you can have a good feud with them, it kind of says something. Uh, so I'm interested in where they go between him and The Miz. I liked what they did on Monday Night Raw this week. I thought that it was really good for for LA Knight to kind of address where he's been the last 20 years and why he hasn't been part of WWE. Um, I thought it was, you know, it did a good job in in explaining where he's been and, and, and showing his passion to the people who maybe haven't gotten on board this LA Knight movement quite yet, but the movement continues to grow. Um, I, I, I have written about it, I've talked about it, um, but I do think that um, they've got lightning in a bottle right now with LA Knight. I'm sorry for my dog just hacking next to me. Um, let me let the dog out of the room. Hold on one second.
podcast. Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, so LA Night. Yeah, let's do it. I'm part of the movement. The movement's growing. It's great. We then had Santos Escobar being shown that he was cleared for tonight in the trainer's room. We'll get to the the follow-up of that very shortly. But first, we had Bobby Lashley backstage with the Street Profits. little light piano playing in the background. Docs is in a tux. He literally was wearing like what I wore at my wedding. It was wild to see. I was very... It's, it's almost jarring to see... It's almost jarring to see Doc uh, Dawkins in a in a tux in a suit uh, and, and enjoying it so much. I, I I it's as a man who knows another man who likes to be comfortable. I can tell he doesn't actually enjoy wearing these suits, but man, he is pulling it off. He's pulling it off. He's in these dope looks, and he looks like he fits in with Bobby Lashley. Right up there with Montez Ford now. They're both styling and profiling. Lashley asked how last week felt. Docs says good. Montez said it felt good, but the job's not finished yet. I was watching this, and I just kept thinking to myself, these guys are great together. This is money. This is money, money, money. The whole time I was in Jamaica, when I was keeping up with the shows on like social media and stuff, and it was kind of like, looking at my phone as I'm doing things and the shows happen to be on still because I didn't watch for two weeks. Um, those were the things that kept drawing my attention. Anything involving Dominic and Rhea and the Judgment Day and everything involving the Lashley and Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins unit. I'm just interested. I want to know where this is going to go. I do think they need to add one or two more people. I A piece of me thinks Trick Williams from NXT is going to be joining this group. I just, I you know, when he did the whole, like, I want to be my own man thing, it made me feel like he was the one who took Lashley's offer and that Melo's going to stay in NXT for a little bit as champion. And then I know that when I tweeted that, some people said to me, well, that doesn't make sense because if he wants to be his own man, why would he be going to be part of another group? And that's a fair point. <laughs> it's a very fair point. However, I just have this feeling that that's where this is going. They, I, that, that meeting with Lashley could not have been for nothing. And I do think that Trick Williams would add a bit of fun flavor to this group. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. This was a short segment, but I did enjoy everything that happened here with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, the Suit Profits. Then we had Santos Escobar versus Austin Theory. United States title match. Theory attacks Santos from behind during his entrance, though. Walks to the ring, gloats about how he is, uh, how, how, you know, oh, I wanted to wrestle, but can't. Uh, then Santos is deemed unfit to wrestle, so Pierce allows Rey Mysterio to take his place. Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory now. U.S. title match. Theory attempted to hit the A-Town down. But instead, it got reversed into a 619. Ray went for another 619 that got reversed. But then he reversed that and hit the 619, followed by a drop of the dime for the win. Um, new champ, you know, uh, new United States champion, Ray Mysterio. Now, Ray Mysterio is the U.S. champ. Dominic is the champ of North America. The Mysterios are, are, are our champions 
<laughs> this area. Um, gotta say, real lackluster end to Austin Theory's title reign. You know, that's... I hate to say it, but, you know, Theory's title reign had kind of lost a lot of steam at this point. Uh, with the way he had been booked post-WrestleMania... like I sometimes forgot he was even a title holder still. I'd have to like think for a second. Who's the United States champion? Oh, oh yeah, 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 it's Theory. He just hadn't been booked strong. Um, and it makes me wonder if that John Cena match was wasted already. Because when you look at it, like, now that he's not the United States champion, and he was just, they, they, there was so much invested in him. I look at it and I go at the now that this is over. This first of all ends in a very lackluster way, but now that it's over, you'd hope that being a secondary champion for this amount of time, that when you lose the title, it's going to springboard you into the next realm. You know, when Gunther loses the Intercontinental Championship, it's going to catapult him to the main event level, and he's going to be in world title programs but when i look at theory i just don't see that being the case coming out of this united states title win i don't think the match against john cena was that impressive to most people i don't think it made him feel like the future of the company and i don't think that this title reign made him feel like the future of the company either i think there's a little there, there's a there's a little bit more work that needs to be done there might have been too much too soon for austin theory because as it stands right now, he doesn't really seem to be on the upward trajectory. He seems to be on the downward trajectory. Um, you know, even when I look at Logan Paul, I think to myself, like, oh, Logan Paul or Grayson Waller, like, that's everything they want Austin Theory to be. But he's not, I don't know, there's just something that not quite there. I, I, his character needs some tweaking um, because it's not quite ready for the main event just yet because i genuinely don't know where theory even goes from here like where does austin theory go from here he's not gonna go into a match with roman reigns on smackdown and he's not gonna be like continuing to wrestle for the united states championship because it does kind of feel like Wherever this story is going, it's going to involve Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio now. I do think that we're going to see a split of the LWO of some sort. There might be a little jealousy. That was supposed to be Santos Escobar's match. I'm not sure. I just don't know if I feel like Austin Theory is getting that United States title bag anytime soon. So where does Austin Theory go from here? That's the question. I don't have the answer. Let me know the answer. Let me know what you think. I don't have the answers to everything. I Sometimes I just pose questions. So that's my question to you. Where does Austin Theory go from here now that he's no longer the United States champion? Uh, Ray celebrated with Santos and the LWO on the ramp. And finally, out came Roman Reigns to address the future of the bloodline. Actually, I want to say one more thing, too, um, before I get into the Roman Reigns thing. I do think, and I know I kind of briefly said it here, but I, I want to kind of connect everything. I do think that the you know Ray taking theory excuse me Ray taking Santos Escobar's place in this match could be a good catalyst for Ray and and, and Santos Escobar to finally 
kind of split apart and have an actual feud against each other for a title. Um, you know, we had Santos already injured Ray. Um, you know, there all these things have been happening. All these little small things have been building up. Um, and I could see a, I could see this being the catalyst for the breakup of the LWO. The LWO has kind of served its purpose at this point. Um, and I think that the U.S. title, if, if, if it breaks them up and eventually gets on Santos Escobar's waist, shoulder, wherever he wants to wear it, that that's the proper direction to go here because there's a ton of upside potential in Santos Escobar right now. All right, let's get to this Roman Reigns stuff. Uh, Roman asked where Jimmy was, and Paul explained to him that he was rather salty when they spoke this morning. Jimmy then appeared out of the crowd, soaking in the booze before getting in the ring. Uh, Roman says, let's be real about it. I owe you one, and says Jimmy just has to tell him what he wants in return. Jimmy says he doesn't want anything from Roman and that what he did at SummerSlam doesn't have anything to do with him. I think... You know, I think some people have said that this was a little out of left field, the Jimmy Uso turn on Jay Uso. But I think that if you look back a few weeks prior to when Jay officially super kicks Roman Reigns for the first time and then leaves the bloodline with his brother, he said a lot of mean things about Jimmy Uso first. And regardless of what Jimmy Uso is about to say the reason is for what he did, I think that had to factor in. I think that had to factor into the story here because he said a lot of harsh things about his brother in that segment. And to me, it did not feel out of left field when Jimmy turned. It actually felt quite on brand. And I'm saying that as someone who had an older brother for a long time who used to beat the crap out of him when he would say anything bold to him. So, yeah, I I, I felt it. Twins or not, uh, my big brother... Definitely didn't like when I talked bold to him and never as a big brother ever liked when a younger brother talks bold to them. Uh, Roman keeps offering stuff to Jimmy Uso, but eventually Jay makes his entrance and takes the mic from Jimmy and says he's about to throw 37 years down the drain if Jimmy doesn't explain why he did it. Jimmy says he did it because he loves Jay, not because of jealousy. I just wanted him to say he did it for The Rock. Even as a joke, it would have been perfect. Something. Something. It would have it fit with the Rikishi being their dad. Alas, uh, Jimmy says he was afraid to lose Jay if, he became, if Jay became the new tribal chief. Because then what would have happened to the Usos? And also, Jay would have inha- inherited power that would make him like Roman Reigns. And Jimmy didn't want that for his little brother. He then... Tells Jay he can hit him if he wants, and he stands there waiting for it. But Jay doesn't do it. Instead, he turns his back to Jimmy. Jimmy walks in front of Jay, but Jay continues to turn away. Jimmy leaves the ring, and Roman laughs about their problems. Roman tells Jay Uso he hates to say I told you so, but he knew Jay would mess it up like he always does. Roman yells for Jay to acknowledge him, but Jay hits him with a super kick instead. Love it. Solo tries to save the day, but get hits with a super kick too, only for Jay to eat a Superman punch. Roman goes for his spear, but it takes too long. Jay stops it with a super kick and hits a spear on Roman of his own. Jay then gets on the mic 
and tells Jimmy to come back. Jimmy come back, comes back looking for a hug, but instead gets hit with a super kick. Che then tells the camera guy that he's out of the bloodline, out of the Usos, out of SmackDown, and he's out of WWE. Jay then walks through the crowd as the show comes to a close. What does this mean? Jay is out of WWE? What? What do you mean? He's as hot as he's ever been right now. Um, I think the reason for this might be, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get like, <laughs> I think we're going to get the, the, the Usos version of, of Sting where, Jay's going to be in the rafters, hanging around, waiting for his moment, kind of a looming presence over Jimmy for a while. And this is how you prolong the match so that you don't do the match between them right away. You can prolong it a little bit and maybe get it all the way to SummerSlam where Jay's gone and he's kind of like stalking Jimmy or or standing in the rafters or sitting in a box somewhere. I don't know, but this is how you put a pause on everything between the two of them for now, at least for a little bit. Or maybe, I don't know, I keep you I keep seeing people say that they think we're getting a four-way at Survivor Series where it's gonna be, you know, Jimmy versus Jay versus Roman versus Solo. And maybe that's how we get there as well. There's gonna be they 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 they, they bring him back somehow to be the final person in that match. Um, either way I love the the intrigue that this builds here. I think that Jay Uso is clearly one of the more popular people in WWE right now. People are invested in this story, invested in seeing what he's going to do as it pertains to the bloodline. So to take him out of the equation right here was a shocking end to the show. Uh, last thing I expected was for Jay Uso to be saying he's leaving WWE. But I do like how that kind of leaves this this pin in what's going on. It leaves a cloud of oosiness over the WWE, over SmackDown specifically, uh, and, and waiting for his return. Um, I felt like Jimmy's reasoning was a little weak. A little weak. I hope that we get more than that. Because I think that, I don't know, saying he was doing it for his brother was bullshit. Crap. Oh, I almost cussed on my own podcast that I'm not supposed to cuss on. It was bull crap. Uh, bull crap's okay. I can say that. Um, it just didn't feel real. It feels like it was a cop-out reason. Um, and, it, it, you know, the match itself was already not well-received by a lot of people. And this being the reason was kind of weak. I kind of wanted him to lay in to, Jimmy, or to Jay Uso a little bit. Talk some crap to him. Be angry about what he said. Be honest towards his little brother that he has tried to hold him back. I don't know, something to make the people care. But now, like, you've almost wasted this Jimmy Uso heel turn because he's not being a heel. He's not being a heel at all. He's definitely like, oh, I did it for you. And that's crap. He didn't do it for Jay Uso. Come on. All that was just bleh. So I didn't love his reasoning. I hope. That we haven't gotten the full thing yet. And I'm speaking too soon here. Uh, but I didn't really enjoy Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's reasoning. Which I thought was important to this story. I did however like Jay walking out on WWE. Always a baller move when they have someone look like they're walking out 
on the company. Um, and Roman here was uh, fun. I like when Roman's cocky Roman. Uh, he, he played his part well here, played what he needed to do in all of this story. Okay, that's uh, that's my roundup of SmackDown. It's good to be back. Felt good to be giving you guys my thoughts and, and opinions on the show, my thoughts and opinions on ghosts. Uh, what else? Do you guys want to hear me talk about all the Indian television that I watched when I was in Jamaica too? Kumkumbagya? You guys want to hear me talk about that? Or is that a different podcast? Should I start a different podcast for that one? Well, I will say that I have continued my Indian television watching, even at home, because those shows are amazing. So if there's one that I should be watching that is easily found on YouTube, tell me. Go tweet me. I'm loving these Indian TV shows. They are so dramatic. These soaps, man, they got me hooked. So if there's some subtitles on there, tweet me. Let me know. If you're an Indian television watcher, let your boy know what he should be watching. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Make sure you follow WWE on Fox on social media. Make sure you subscribe to the to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. It's where you can find Add a Character on video every week and more. And make sure you are having the best life possible. That's all. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Sadden, and this has been the WWE on Fox SmackDown Roundup. Pew, pew.